Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt, a podcast about electric vehicles, autonomous driving, renewable energy, and more. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? My name is Bodie, and I am your host. I I know I said earlier this week that I was overwhelmed and had uh, lots of stuff to do, and there probably wouldn't be a Friday episode. And I was right. There was no Friday episode. It was only a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. episode, which is the one we're doing right now. I do have to apologize in advance because I've got some sort of weird breathing issue going on. It's It might be bronchitis. They're not sure yet. Uh, it's probably not pneumonia. But uh, yeah, I, I'm wheezing a lot, despite the fact that I'm on albuterol and prednisone. Every now and again, you're going to hear me wheeze, and I'm not going to cut it out. I'm also breathing a little heavier than normal. Although right now it seems like it's okay because I got that tightness in the chest when everything's all constricted and it's difficult to breathe. I don't have asthma, so this is a weird thing that's going on. But uh, yeah, so so there you go. You're caught up. Uh, what are we going to talk about on today's show? We're going to talk about Chevy pausing the 2024 Blazer EV. We're going to talk a little bit about what NEO announced on their NEO day. We're going to thank our patrons. And, um, yeah, we're going to get into a little bit of Tesla news that's going to end negatively. But I, I don't think it's such a negative thing. So, uh, But it's going, to, it's going to feel negative at first. Before we start, I do want to let you know that there's a really good episode of the SMR podcast where Chris Ashley goes over his uh, trip from North Carolina to Tennessee to pick up a trailer, and then from Tennessee back to North Carolina with that trailer. And I think he said his trailer was about 5,000 pounds. So if you want to know how an F-150 Lightning does towing through the mountains of Tennessee and North Carolina or just in that general area, listen to that episode. It's really, really good. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's also called the SMR Podcast. And we have some recommendations for stories from SMR Podcast host Robert Dunwood. So, so stay tuned. Fisker delivered 4,700 Fisker Oceans in 2023, and honestly, way more than I thought they would. 
despite the fact that I, I am seeing people posting pictures of them on Twitter more and more. Uh, again, I, I know I've seen one, maybe two. Uh, I thought I saw a third one, but it turned out to be a different car entirely. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I've seen two in, in my area. So good on you, Fisker. That's, that's really good compared to where I, I, I genuinely thought they'd be about 800. And that would have been my prediction when they announced that they were starting deliveries, not uh, based on their last quarter's earnings report. All right. Uh, let's see. Chevy has paused sales for the 2024 Chevy Blazer EV. And you might be asking yourself, they just released this thing. What could possibly be wrong with it? Well, turns out software issues. It's not very good. Um, turns out, uh, remember when we talked about how, uh, the GM executives shouldn't be throwing shade at companies like Apple and Google for their unsafe Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Well, it it, it turns out that your software is not so great either. Um, they said that, GM said, that it's not for safety issues with the software. Uh, it's And it only affects a limited number of vehicles when you only have, you know, a few hundred vehicles or a few thousand vehicles out there. I, I would imagine that limited number is all of the vehicles because it's a software issue, but the, I guess the quality for this software is bad. Kevin Williams from Inside EVs got a chance to drive the Blazer and, and more than just a little test drive around a track. They, they actually got a journalist drive. And this is a summary from electric. This is a summary from an electric article that uh, I actually read this from, and I thought the summary was really good, so I just stole it. So here we go: the Blazer EV's infotainment operating system, powered by Android Auto, all but completely died multiple times on the journalist's drive, as in very concerning screen flashing, which then. Uh, culminated in a total black display. No apps, no navigation, no charging route. Bizarrely, the software was able to be reviewed temporarily, which means that when they handed over the car to the journalist, they're like, hey, review the whole car. There's no NDAs. Uh, and then and then they said, well, hold on. For everybody else, there's going to be an NDA. And then there were some charging issues, and that may or may not have been the Blazers' fault. It also could have been the uh, network that they were using their fault. I believe they were using Electrify America for that. But there was also early charging issues with the um, Hummer EV. You would think that they would have had that worked out on Chevy's side, and, and they may maybe they did. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, turns out software is really hard. Uh, who knew? I, I, I did me and everybody who's ever worked at a software company creating something except for the marketing people in those software companies, because in my experience, they didn't understand it at all. All right, let's move on to our first Rob Dunwood recommendation. Rob, I was on a call with him earlier this week and he's like, Hey, what do you think about the Chinese cell phone maker Xiaomi building an EV? And I said, what now? And he said, yeah, they built an EV to compete with Tesla and Porsche. And I was like, that's crazy. Uh, a cell phone company jumping into electric vehicles seems like a stretch. But if you remember, Neo jumped into cell phones. Uh, Neo, the, the electric car company in China, 
said, hey, uh, we're, we're going to do cell phones now and electric cars. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's going to be called the SU7 sedan or the Su Chi. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, it has very ambitious specs and features, which I'm not going to talk about now because by the time the car comes out, very little of that stuff will be actually true. But we'll see what happens as we get closer to release. This is kind of a cool thing. I, I highly doubt that we're going to see anything over here in North America, uh, or at least in the United States, because of our relationship. Uh, Xiaomi phones, as far as I know, aren't sold here. You can buy one, import it, and and use it here. But uh, I don't believe because of some government stuff, that stuff is sold here. Our next Rob recommendation this the, Rob caught me completely off guard this week. Uh, Volkswagen and JAC Group in China have previewed the first sodium ion battery, or excuse me, I should say the first electric vehicle featuring a sodium ion battery. So sodium ion is cheaper than lithium. It's about 10% cheaper, but it's got lower energy density than lithium ion batteries. There's definitely some trade-offs, but some of the benefits of the sodium ion battery are better low temperature performance, better charging speeds, longer life, less degradation, and they're less prone to overheating. So that's cool. This is a five-seater vehicle. It'll be called the Flower Ferry. Uh, it's called something else in Chinese, which I was not able to pronounce or read, so I'm going to stick with Flower Ferry. The battery on this vehicle is quite small. We're looking at 25 kilowatt hours, which will get you about 250 kilometers or 150 miles, according to JAC Group and Hyundai. But this is definitely a test. This is they are they are testing the waters with these this EV. I don't really know when it's going to come out. We'll never see it here in the United States, and nobody listens to my show in China. But it'll almost be a Chinese exclusive, at least initially. So at, we'll keep an eye on this as it goes. And if you don't know who JAC Group is in China, uh, Western automakers or foreign automakers, I guess would would be a better term. They have to partner with a Chinese manufacturing group. And uh, JAC is VW's partner in China. And actually, right now, it looks like Volkswagen owns about 50% of JAC Group, which is another thing Rob told me. This guy, <laughs> he talks about tech news on the Daily Tech News Show and the SMR podcast. And uh, he's, he's uh, beating me to stories over here on the Kilowatt podcast where I exclusively talk about electric vehicles. Anyway. Uh, 25 kilowatt hour battery, 250 kilometers, about 150 miles. This is great. Uh, sticking on uh, a story with the Volkswagen Group. Volkswagen Group has adopted the NACS standard. You you might know that. This isn't exactly new news. Came out last week. But the Volkswagen Group includes Volkswagen, Audi, Porsche, and Scout, which is a brand they're reviving and should be out here I think in 2025 or 2026. So I think it's just Stellantis here in North America that has not fully uh, embraced the NACS adapter for electric vehicles. If I'm wrong on that, let me know. I can't think of another company right off the top of my head, though. Uh, one more story about NACS and we'll move on. The NACS standard has received support from the White House now that the Society of Automotive, Automotive Engineers 
has <laughs> made it into a standard and it belongs to the world instead of belonging to Tesla, the White House is, has said, uh, yeah, this is a good thing. We should definitely be doing that. All right. I mentioned we were going to talk about NEO. So let's do that. NEO Day was held this week. Uh, NEO Day is where NEO shows off all of their cool stuff that they're doing. They announced the ET9, and this is a car for rich people. This is a car that would rival um, the Lucid Air, like the high-end Lucid Air. This is a four-seater vehicle in the back. This is this is where everything interesting is in the car because uh, that's where the owner of the car sits is in the back. The, the driver sits up front. I'm sure there's plenty of cool stuff up there, but – the luxury is really in the rear of the vehicle. You get an executive bridge with comfy seats and a sizable console between those seats. So think of two very fluffy recliners and a big old console in the middle with a swivel table uh, between the two seats. It, it looks really nice. Some of the features they announced are steer by wire, which we talked about with the Cybertruck. And it also has rear wheel steering. In the pictures, this car didn't look all that long, but in countries that aren't nor in North America, you know, sometimes you have to make tighter turns than we do here in the U.S. Uh, so, yeah, I'm guessing the rear wheel steering is to help for maneuverability in some of those those cities that are a little bit uh, tighter turning radiuses. Active suspension, 900 volt architecture. They say 158 miles of charge in five minutes or 255 kilometers of charge in five minutes. And again, this is all a big, we'll see. I, I think that Neo is a, is a really good company with really good investors. Uh, I, they'll probably come closer to hitting the features that they announced than Xiaomi will, will come with the features that uh, they announced. But, uh, yeah, as far as the rest of the features, we'll see when the car comes out and go from there. We're expecting this car in first quarter of 2025. So, yeah, uh, it's cool. Uh, it's cool, cool looking car. One more Neo story before we go. The United Arab Emirates invested in a, another investment firm, which invested in Neo. <laughs> And they invested $2.2 billion in NEO. So that's a sizable amount. But NEO is going to burn through this money pretty quickly if they don't pull their act together. Because right now, they are currently losing about $12,000 for every car that they sell, which is not a, a good business model. Especially when you consider this company has been around since at least 2018, probably a little bit before that. But they've been selling cars since at least 2018. And when you consider that they are taking over factories and they're trying to get their more affordable model line going, uh, $2.2 billion may not be enough, which seems like a weird thing to say, doesn't it? All right, it is that time for a Patreon plug. I want to make sure to thank everybody who supports this show not only financially, but all the folks who email in with great information. We have a very educated audience, which is intimidating hosting this show because there are people with uh, lots of of uh, titles behind their name that listen to this show that I'm not going to go into. But 
we got some really we got smarty pants people who listen to the show and why you listen to me stutter through it every week is beyond me but i do appreciate each and every one of you for doing it it really means a lot and i also appreciate our patrons so i'm not going to do a patreon plug here you know where to go if you want to become a patron but I am going to take a moment to thank everyone who supports this show on Patreon and Acast Plus. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do dates here and I'm gonna put them in order. So 2018 patrons, the first year that I started the Patreon. I actually started this podcast, I think, in 2016. The patrons started two years later. So here we go. James from True North EVs, Mark, Nate. Cameron, Don, and Dale. Next up, we have Sierra. My kid supports the show. She doesn't listen, but she supports it. <laughs> she doesn't need to. Anyway, Chris and Chip. That was 2019. In 2020, we have Tommaso. 2021, we had Rolando. Michael Muskie. Bruce C. Howard, which is a little reminder here that Howard may or may not have written a whole album called The Piano Inside My Mind. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes if anybody's curious. And you can see how talented the people in this community are. Moving on with our thank yous, we have Isaiah, Bruce W., Steve S., Jerbo, Joseph. That's all in 2021. Big year in 2021 for this podcast. And then we go to 2022 with Friendly Sleet 66 one of my favorite usernames, Alan, Alex, Stephen E., Christopher R., and that rounds out 2022. Moving on to 2023, we have David C., Don, Mo Cowbell, another great one, Jaime, Chris B., and now there's a couple of Chris B's <laughs> we have. So uh, it's the Chris who whose last name begins with a B and ends with an E. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Gene Scott Ravi, Electron Raceway Fabricator. These are so clever. Charles F., just another Nick. You're the only Nick on this list, Nick. So thank you. Sean, John B., Paul, and Charles S., Thank you all so much for supporting this show. If I didn't give you a little shout out, uh, it's because I don't know if you if you want me to say anything about you. And then in some cases, I, do, I genuinely don't know anything about you. But I love you all the same, just like I love my kids all the same. My daughter, a little bit less today than I did yesterday, but I'm sure she'll recover. <laughs> anyway, no, I love my daughter. She's a really good, good kid. We just had a moment. But, um, yeah, I, I do appreciate everybody who supports the show financially because it's not cheap to do this show. It, it's not overly expensive to do it. I already have all the equipment, but when it comes to uh, paying for the hosting and all the other stuff that goes around this, it, it, it does get expensive. So thank you so much for helping out and, and supporting this show. And if you don't support the show, that's okay. We have ads in, in the ads pay me to, to help support the show. The show roughly breaks even. I, I haven't looked at the numbers for the entire year of 2023, but as a general rule, we break even. We don't lose money on this show. I have other shows we lose money on, but that's not a topic for this show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, let's jump into our Tesla news. Rumor has it that a model refresh is on its way. It's coming in a few months. Uh, this is typical. I buy a Model Y and a new model comes out within a year of me purchasing it. Fantastic. Uh, it is just a rumor, though. And I, I wouldn't put too much into this because for a long time, we thought we were going to get a Model S refresh. And I was like, we're getting it in November, which I think was November of 2019. And we got a couple updates for the Model S. So it was no big refresh. Eventually, we did get that. But the rumor mill was wrong. That's what I'm trying to say there. And I bought into it hard. But uh, speaking of rumors, uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, actually, we talked about Tesla working on wireless charging. And the rumor was that they actually bought a wireless charging company, which they in fact did. Well, Tesla has now in, has confirmed this rumor and says that they are working on wireless charging for EVs. That was really hard for me to get out for some reason. Uh, moving on to Tesla Sweden and the union battle there in, in the Nordic countries. I'll be honest, uh, I did not think that this would be so polarizing for folks in the community. I I, I want to say everybody who has emailed in, and there were folks that I had not heard from yet who listened to the show who emailed in on this topic. Uh, very, very polarizing. But everybody was very respectful, which is something I really appreciate because it was not like – when I first started doing this podcast – uh, some guy was like, hey, you suck and you stutter. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I'm aware of all of these things. How do how do you think I should get better? And he didn't email me back. So, yeah, if you still listen, I'm, I'm waiting. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about the union uh, issue as it pertains to Tesla because I think it's relevant. And we do have people who listen in the Nordic countries. 
Tesla, Tesla has lost an appeal to get the Swedish postal service PostNord to deliver packages to Tesla, which includes license plates so they can deliver cars. And I, I don't know if this was a lawsuit against the postal service or a lawsuit against the organization that assigns license plates, because they wanted them to use a different shipping service. And they said, now nah, we're going to use postal nerd or post Nord to deliver your packages. Sorry. Well, they sued and they lost and then they sued again and they lost again. So there you go. So what is Tesla to do? They are now delivering cars without registered license plates. So they deliver the car and the license plate will arrive to the new owner where PostNord will happily deliver it within a few days after taking delivery. Not optimal, but a good workaround. And then uh, Nordic Institutional Investors, uh, the, these are a group of folks that are managing over a trillion dollars in assets say that they are deeply concerned about Tesla's attitude towards workers' rights in Sweden and demanded that Tesla sign the collective bargaining agreement. And if it's if there's more than one agreement, I'm not really sure here, they want them to sign the collective bargaining agreements. And they even sent Elon Musk and Tesla a, a, a letter, a, a, a politely worded letter, that they should they should do this. They should sign it and they should be respectful of the social norms in these countries. I doubt Tesla's going to do anything. You would think that this investor group, whatever they're called, it's almost 630 in the morning. <laughs> My brain's not quite up to speed yet. But you'd think this group of investors would say, hey, if you don't do this, we're going to remove our investments in you. But they did not say that they would sell their stake in Tesla. They just shared their concerns. So take that for what you will. Last story. Uh, and this is a big doozy. Apparently, some parts on the on Tesla's the, the across the the model line were known to fail internally in Tesla and in some cases fail spectacularly. And that's that seems right that they should know that. They should have all of that data. And that's not really a big issue that happens. The issue is, is when these parts failed, in some cases, Tesla would blame the customer and make the, the customer responsible for the repairs. Now, Tesla has built a whole reputation on excellent customer service, and it's still really high as it stands today. So why would a company who knows that these parts are faulty go down the line of blaming the customer. And the reason why, I would guess, is because those parts are expensive and they didn't want to deal with it. And they knew there was a problem and they're like, well, if this comes up down the road, we'll deal with it. I'm going to give you two examples here. One is a customer had a front wheel fall off while driving on autopilot at 60 miles per hour, which I'm sure was terrifying. The other example is a nice family spent a sizable amount of their savings on a Model Y. So they bought it, let's say, on a Monday. They get their car. They're super stoked. We got a Tesla. It's electric. Oh, this is exciting. So maybe they get their car with, let's say, 12 miles on it. They go out and they put another 103 miles on the car, a total of 115 miles on the odometer. They are hanging out. Uh, maybe they went to lunch. They're pulling into their, their neighborhood to go home and charge their new car. And 
at a from a low speed turn, the Model Y's front right suspension completely collapses, like completely collapses. And at this point, I'm imagining that the owners a are are terrified because that's not normal for a new car, uh, and b. I would imagine that they're really bummed because they got this beautiful car. They spent a lot of money on it. And now this happens. And, you know, it's, it's got to be a bummer. It's going to be an inconvenience for them. But I'm imagining through this, there is a little bit of optimism because Tesla has a, a, a good name for customer service. And the car has 115 miles on it. And it's a day old. And they've had it for one day. Tesla's going to warranty this. No big deal. So they call Tesla, bring out a tow truck, flatbed the truck to uh, the Tesla service center. Tesla takes a look at it and they go, you know what? There's previous suspension damage on this car. We're not going to warranty it. Sorry. Pay us $14,000 and we'll fix it. So the family's left with no other choice but to pay the $14,000 and Tesla fixes it. And then the family's like, this sucks. Not a great experience. They sell the car for $10,000 less than they paid for it. So now they're down $25,000 because Tesla didn't want to warranty their parts. And they knew that these parts were failing. Tesla was instructing their service departments to tell customers the broken parts were not faulty and were therefore not covered under warranty even though that Tesla knew that these parts were faulty. And a lot of the issues were suspension and steering issues. And I don't know why I said issues so weird. A lot of the issues were dealing with suspension and stealing, steering. <laughs> let's get let's coming to an end, folks. So why would, why would Tesla risk uh, their brand like this? And the reason why is they're a company, they're trying to make money, and all of the automakers do this. I've owned several Volkswagens in my life. I love Volkswagen cars. I think they're great. Uh, at least twice in my lifetime, I've received a refund from Volkswagen for an issue that I thought should have been covered under warranty. And they said, nope, not covered under warranty. You got to pay for it. One was around 700, 800 bucks, and the other one was about 24 to 2600 bucks. I got now, I paid more on those cars to fix them. I didn't pay a lot because, as a general rule, there, there wasn't a lot that went wrong with these vehicles. One was an oxygen sensor that was the $780 one, and I don't remember exactly what the $2400 one was. But when Volkswagen issued a recall, I was able to submit my receipts to Volkswagen, they just sent me a check, no, no worries which I do appreciate that. But if Tesla's got issues that where parts are falling off and they're blaming customers, I'm imagining uh, there's there's some lawsuits coming and hopefully they won't be class action lawsuits because these people might not get their full refund. They'll get a dollar uh, for, for the repair and maybe some Tesla uh, floor mats. And then the lawyers will get millions and millions and millions of dollars. Sorry, lawyers out there. Uh, not all of you I know are like that. But uh, yeah, I would I would like to see Tesla be held accountable for folks like the ones that uh, I gave you the example of, because that's that sucks. That's a lot of money. Tesla, Tesla would definitely make them whole and pay for any sort of other inconveniences they had during that time that, uh, you know, just. 
Like you did, they didn't have to sell their car, but I get it. Uh, they would definitely sour me on the company for sure. But all these companies do this. Uh, they, they are no automaker is immune to this kind of behavior. And so with that, uh, that's me being negative about Tesla, but trying to put a more positive expand on it is they all suck at this kind of thing. And, um, I am sure that there are consumer rights laws. Uh, if this happens to you, go and do your research, consult a lawyer. If you have that kind of money, there's all sorts of free services out there. So if you, if you think you're, you're being told you're the blame or it's not their responsibility to fix something, you know, it, it does pay to, to look into it a little bit more. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. I genuinely thought it was going to be 12 minutes. I did not think we'd be pushing 30 minutes here. So I'm going to say Happy New Year to everybody. I hope it's wonderful and safe. On Tuesday's episode, Bart Bouchotts is going to give us uh, a rundown of the BYD SEAL. And uh, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good episode. I had a lot of fun with Bart. We let our hair down just a little bit and got silly towards the end. So, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to editing that today and getting it out on Tuesday. All right, everybody. Happy New Year. And I will talk to you on Tuesday. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.